The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Let's start with something that is a major issue for many people, but particularly uh, for those who are serviced by the National Council for the Blind Ireland. Dog fouling on our streets. What is the point of having laws if they are never enforced? Because June Tinsley, Head of Communications at the NCBI, uh, you have come up with some very interesting figures as to enforcement when it comes to dog fouling. Tell us about them, please. Good evening, Matt, and thanks for having me on. Um, Yes, NCBI is launching our Clear Our Paths campaign. This is an annual campaign that we issue basically calling on the the public and businesses to be a bit more mindful about the temporary obstacles that are on our streets, such as uh, cars parked on footpaths, overhanging branches and dog fouling. And what we found in relation to the fines, um, they're very, very low. Essentially, from the 31 local authorities, 22 of them supplied us with the information um, and 11 of those 22 had issued zero fines for dog fouling right across the country. I'm sorry, could that that be because there's no dog fouling in any of those counties? Um, I would say it's more realistic to say that uh, the the county councils have not been investing in this area um, rather than the fact that dog fouling doesn't doesn't occur. (laughs) Yeah, I think very likely (laughs) that there's an awful lot of it goes on that simply nobody is out there dealing with it. Correct, correct, yeah. Except for Kerry, although... Surely there were more than 20 incidents in Kerry in the year. I'm sure, yes. I mean, Kerry, to be fair, gets a bit of a a gold standard for for this year because it it raised the number of fines from zero last year to um, 31, which is is by far greater than any other county council. Um, So they are taking a a more of a proactive stance in this area than than others. And and Um, June, when it comes to the various councils, who is responsible for actually enforcement? Um, it, it would fall under kind of like the the, the environment and roads departments of each county council, um, and I suppose it it really is showing to us that um, the lack of enforcement is not really a, a deterrent to pick up after the, your dogs. We know the vast bulk of dog owners are do pick up and are very responsible, but it is this small minority that are not. And if you are a cane user or if you're blind or vision impaired trying to navigate the streets can be a bit of a challenge anyway. And then if you come upon these temporary obstacles, it just certainly is not only disgusting and unhygienic in the case of dog fouling, but it can certainly knock your confidence when you're going out and about safely. Yeah, and it's not just for people who have uh, visual issues. True. It's for people True. in wheelchairs. It's for parents yeah. pushing buggies and prams. There's lots yeah. of people who get affected by this particular issue. And we might get back to the other obstacles in a moment. Hazel Chu, uh, Green Party Dublin City Councillor. What can and should be done? Well, the fines we increased, uh, Matt. Uh, firstly, Sorry, very why, welcome. Why? Why? Because why if you if it's not going to be enforced, what is the point of increasing the fine if there's nobody out there to actually enforce the existing laws? What good is it going to do by saying having an increased fine if the councils don't do anything about it? Well, well, you need a few things. You need the fine being increased. You need uh, increase in enforcement as well. So the council needs to do something about it by having increased uh, dog wardens on the streets and you can see this happening in uh, and also innovative measures as well like testing that uh, Leitrim has brought in. Bangor has brought in uh, different time zones where they have increased 
affordance, we can do that. But also the fine is important if you look at how speeding fines and using our mobile phones in cars, that fine increased. And once the fine increased, there was a drop in uh, in uh, people using the phones in cars and actually the penalties happening, mainly because that mindset of it's a higher fine does deter people. That's the stick approach, but you also need a carrot. You need every county council to supply uh, bin, uh, waste bin bags. You need them to have dog filing bins close by as well. We have a shortage of bin in the council, in Dublin City Council and in other councils, and we need to increase that. But across the board, you need the stick and you need the carrot approach. But sorry, Hazel, you talk about what happens with road safety. You have speeding cameras. You have Gardaí out enforcing. There is a chance that if you do something wrong, you will be caught and you will be punished. How many dog wardens does Dublin City Council have? Very few. And this is why I say we need to increase the good dog wardens. So as how well. many? Not, we have, I think, less than five. So less than five in the city and the size and, of Dublin. Matt, Matt I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. We need an increase in wardens. And we've been saying this to the management for quite some time is that we need an increase in wardens but we also need an increase in specific times because there's no point in a warden being out when no one is walking around or walking their dogs but if you look at Bangor and what they did after work hours or during the morning hours which was the peak dog walking hours they actually had more wardens on, on the streets there and that's what we need in Dublin City Council in the Neary Rotterdam County Council which is again another council that had zero issue of fines Dublin South Central issued some fines at a period uh, about three years ago, but that but that dropped again when the dog warden amount of dog wardens were decreased, and we need to increase dog wardens as well as fines, and uh, as well as providing uh, people with the methods to uh, discard their dog pile as well. Okay, June Tinsley, how much um, confidence does that give you that this issue will be addressed? Um, I suppose seeing is believing, really. Um, but I think the other part of the coin is kind of um, owner behaviour and, and education around that um, and the value of kind of doing some of these campaigns that NCBI and others are doing um, is really just to hopefully open their mindset a little bit more that the repercussions of leaving their dog file behind and how inconvenient and inconsiderate it is um, will hopefully lead to some change in behaviour as well because you need enforcement but you also need education. Hasn't you, has it ever come up at the council as to why there are only five dog wardens? Because it strikes me that, OK, maybe there would be a cost if you had 20 or 50 or 100 but that you could recoup the cost of employing the people gainfully to do the work through the fines. So when we were last mentioning the question of dog wardens, the management gave the answer that there were cuts across the board. There have been over the last five years in terms of uh, resources in the management and certain areas were pulled together. And, it, and what had happened was uh, wardens were one of the areas. And we can see this as well in terms of how we treat waste in the city, Matt, in that you have some areas where you have a bin right outside a park, but you wouldn't have it inside the park because there's a delineation of what uh, of um, of um, who would be uh, who would be in charge of those bins within the park and outside the park, and that needs to end within Dublin City Council across the board. You need better management of waste. 
So, and um, dog waste is one of them as well. Sorry, there was a, a noise there. But dog waste is one of them. You need you need bins across the city so that people ha- are instilled upon them that when their dog fouls, they pick it up and they put it in the bin. A lot of owners have said to me, well, listen, if I can't put it in the bin, what am I supposed to do about it? Which is a good point. So you need to have better Carry it home. Ac- carry, oh, carry it home yeah, in a bag. Car- Carry at home is one thing, but providing people the, uh, the, uh, the facilities will ensure that they put it in the bin. So, yes, I agree with you. Carry at home should be what people should do. But when they don't, then providing them with more facilities, leave out the option of them being able to use the excuse of, oh, I didn't have a bin there. So, so again, it comes back to the stick and carrot. You need the enforcement that absolutely needs to come in from the city council and increase in wardens. And if the argument is resources, then as I said to the council management before, then have them at specific times. You don't need to have them uh, for eight hours during the working day. You just have them at specific times like Bangor has, and you will see an increase then of, of better pickup from owners. It may be relevant that Bangor is in the north rather than here in the Republic. Uh, Nigel and Claire says, get to Lahinch and Claire. Dog falling there is a disgrace. More time watching our kids step than where they step than enjoying the beach. No dog warden. Blatant disregard. Watch the person collect dog fall, then watch them throw the bag between rocks on the beach. Uh, June Tinsley, kin to this, given that I remember speaking to you about a year ago when you were launching your annual Clear Our Prats campaign. And at that stage, street furniture and the increased prevalence of restaurants putting tables outside on the footpaths was a big concern for you. Has anything improved over the last year? Um, I would say yes and no. Certainly some businesses are to be commended for um, having a very clear zoned and cordoned area for their street furniture and it means then that um, the passageway on the footpath is still navigatable. Um, but still other ones haven't and I suppose it does lead to instances where the chairs might be slightly strewn across the footpath um, and I suppose also it's up to kind of customers to be a little more mindful that when they're availing of outdoor furniture to please tuck their shopping bags and things like that under the, the tables and chairs so they don't pose a trip hazard. So as I keep saying, it's really um, calling on the general public and to, and businesses to be a bit more mindful of, of their own actions and, and behaviours when it comes to these temporary obstacles so that people who are blind or vision impaired can go about their daily business confidently without any risk of, of injury or accident or obstructions. June Tinsley from the NCBI, Hazel Chu, Green Party Councillor, former Mayor of Dublin. Thank you for joining us. A listener says to 0874100102, common theme here with regard to dogs and almost every other council function, nobody holds them to account. They audit themselves. Councils are a massive waste of money. A dog following is an absolute nightmare for our family as my daughter is a full-time wheelchair user. Her hands and clothes often touch the wheels of her wheelchair and unfortunately she has often gotten dog waste on both her hands and clothes. This is deeply upsetting for her as she is only six years old, says Sharon Inkilkenny. Another one, first off, a dog walker must carry means to pick up the poop. Five euro charge to provide a fender with a poop bag. Uh, and then the one here says, dog poo. The council hasn't a Scooby-Doo. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.